Welcome to Sherlock Holmes and the Internet of Things, the second edition of the MOOC. And when we say MOOC, we mean massive online-offline collaboration. Today I'm with uh, Jorgen Vandersloot, who is one of the co-instructors of the MOOC. And Nick Fortuno is not able to join us today because he is off in the mountains in uh, the southwest of the United States. But he sends regards and he's excited uh, for the MOOC to kick off. Jorgen and I were going to kind of run through and give you guys a, a brief overview of where we are and, and what we're excited about this year and, and maybe some of the takeaways from what it was like last year. I think the big thing that's new this year is we're decentralizing the MOOC. And last year we had a centralized platform, which was NovoEd. And this year we've decided that what we wanted to do was experiment with this notion of pushing it out across multiple channels and trying to embrace a little bit more of Sherlock Holmes in the MOOC. Uh, so there's more story at different times, little bits and pieces of role playing. Our goal was to try to open it up and see if we could make it more horizontal, make it more of a peer-to-peer -peer based learning environment, more about the notion of us all stepping into a collaborative project. So each week you'll receive an email, you know, we're calling it a forensic file and the forensic files will be delivered on Tuesday afternoon Eastern Standard Time and the MOOC is available across a couple different outlets. The main way that it will be delivered is through these forensic files which are via MailChimp. There's a quick start guide at SherlockHolmes.io. You can find it right at the top of the page. That's SherlockHolmes.io. And we have a Facebook group which is called the Baker Street Irregulars, and that's where a lot of people will be helping each other, and that's a back channel for the MOOC. And then we're encouraging folks to make use of Medium and do some prototyping journaling, and we'll be explaining more of that. But Nick and myself will be journaling our prototyping towards the event at Lincoln Center, um, and that event uh, takes place October 1st. So the idea with Medium is that we just want to capture our thoughts uh, any epiphanies, challenges, anything that we're dealing with as we're kind of working forward. A quick note, you are going to be teamed up. Go and check out week zero um, because there is a Sherlock Holmes survey. You know, which Sherlock Holmes character are you? Are you Sherlock or are you Watson? And we've used that as a way to help you with your first pairing of a teammate. This project is team-based. Um, so we'll start with the pairing of the two of you, and then from there, bring on another two or four people, depending upon what you guys want to do within the course of the MOOC itself. But, you know, make sure you check out week zero um, and that you've completed that Sherlock, you know, survey. And then also make sure that you have read a short story by Sherlock Holmes and selected an object that you think would be interesting to do an adaptation for. We will be giving you more details about that, so hold on to the work that you've done in week zero. It will become relevant very soon. But the important thing to note is you will be working this week with a teammate uh, that you will be assigned uh, due to the uh, survey that you completed. So if you have not completed that survey, please do so. You can find it in week zero's email. As reference, at the bottom of each email, there is a link out to the previous weeks. And uh, for you, for those who are hearing this and maybe have not had a chance to sign up for the email, uh, you can find it at SherlockHolmes.io under the Quick Start Guide. So, Jorgen, what I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about was some of our takeaways from last year. 
and then some of the things that we're excited about exploring this year. Wanted to see if you had any thoughts initially. You know, what was interesting uh, last year, I think, was the, the, the level of engagement that people showed throughout the entire MOOC. And uh, the amount of work that people put in um, was, I think, very, very surprising, um, uh, at least to me, uh, that people spent that much time on it. Uh, for one, I think that, that was great to see that people got that engaged. Um, and I also think that uh, at some points they felt a little bit overwhelmed, I think. This year, um, it will be a little bit less of, of a burden for people or, or less uh, time that they have to spend uh, on the MOOC. And I also think that one of the things that was a little bit, um, or at least that I thought that didn't went that smoothly, was the, the platform and how we had orchestrated and organized that. Um, so I think that this uh, decentralized setup that we've chosen for this year might work much better. You know, using the tools and the technology that people are already using, um, I think is much more beneficial for everyone and will make, I think, the experience of the MOOC much more effective for all the participants. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and at the same time, of course, because it's decentralized, uh, there's always a challenge to see how people will stay stay in tune or stay connected to the entire story unfolding, which, of course, is an experiment. And I'm very excited to look forward and see how that will uh, will unfold in the, in the next couple of weeks. So I think that those are the, are the things that I'm really kind of like uh, excited about. You know, I think that last year when we set up the collaborative space and the rules of engagement and how people uh, would or should collaborate on the platform, um, that already was kind of like a leap from what we do, you know, normally when people are physically present to each other. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about uh, this year's setup to see how that collaborative space will work in, in, an, in an even more decentralized fashion. I think not just the platform, but the level of work that we had last time. This time we've really kind of streamlined it and reduced some of that core content. And we've thought more about creating a repository of information for people who wanted to dive deeper, but not requiring as much uh, in terms of the challenges. Because one of the things that we really want to push towards is that struggle of trying to onboard people to maybe a, a technique or different methods of how they can collaborate, especially the challenges of doing it internationally across time zones, across cultures. And so, uh, you know, this time with decentralization of the the, the approach, our goal is to is to try to have it be more horizontal, as I was saying, to have it be more peer-to-peer. So uh, like the core of what we're doing this time is really trying to get people to the point of where they can fork it. Um, I think last time what we did was we really kind of locked down on certain constraints and said that you had to create a connected object and we wanted to connect these crime scenes and and, and what ended up coming out of the MOOC was some really amazing forks of the project. You know, in, in software, uh, projects will often fork, you know, and people will take the code and they'll kind of modify it and they'll, they'll break it off into something else. It'll become a different project and then people can see what they're doing. And we were trying to control too much, I think, of the MOOC last time. And just naturally what happened is some people ended up creating these really wonderful forks uh, of the project. I think in doing that, you know, the idea of a fork could be, um, you know, you could do a card game, you could do an escape the room, you could do a VR project, you could do an AR project, you could make use of IoT, you could make use of, uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, it, it could be for education, it could be for entertainment. And I think that 
by us opening that part up and, and allowing everybody to see what each other's doing, the hope is that maybe that will stimulate uh, different types of ideas. Because I think one of the things that I love the most out of last time and, and this time is the diversity of people who are coming into the, into the MOOC, you know, and this, this idea of interdisciplinary spaces and the opportunity to be part of a global collaborative project is, is very exciting. Yeah, and I, and I also think that you know the the way that people uh, I think connected to each other last year was uh, was very inspiring, and uh, the way that people kept in touch and and built these these literal bonds across uh, you know across the world perhaps. And uh, I had various participants um, actually visiting me in Amsterdam afterwards, uh, you know, to share their their insights and and the ideas that they got from from the MOOC. So I think that that was very inspiring as well. That you know it touches. Uh, to uh, to a very deep level uh, for people, um, so that was very nice to see. Yeah, there was a lot of people who actually kind of continued after the MOOC ended and built things and are still doing them. And there's a lot of meetups that are going on all around the world, which is quite exciting too. And so right. I think uh, you know one of the things that uh, as we kind of go into this into this experiment of the decentralization of a MOOC. Or you know this idea of a massive online offline you know collaboration is embracing the potential ambiguity of what it is and the fuzziness of what it is and finding ways that we can help each other to make better work. So there's a part of really about collaborative practice, looking at the mechanics of that and looking at how you can improve the work. And I think a lot of the things that we're going to do across the the next six weeks are really about helping to introduce ways in which you can spark creativity in your collaborators? Well, the, the one thought perhaps to share is that I think it's very crucial, uh, especially at the start of the uh, of the MOOC, and, you know, as a matter of fact, the start of any collaboration, is that you, you know, you want to um, explore what your true intention and motivation is for uh, collaborating. And I think expressing that to your to your teammates, to the people that you t- that you're paired up with, um, is very essential. But you know, it, it almost kind of like lays down the foundation for the collaboration going forward. Um, and uh, as I'll explain in, in in the video of the five times five video as well, I think it's you know one of the first things that uh, that you want some, to spend some time on is uh, almost that self inquiry. Um, because even though we've kind of like streamlined the entire process and the workload for everything, I think that, you know, you get the best value out of uh, this MOOC and out of collaborating with other people if you truly understand why it is that you are participating, because that will carry and keep you going forward for the next uh, six weeks. So it's an easy first step, but don't take that first step too lightly and spend some true time on exploring that for, for yourself and for your teammates as well, um, you know, establish that respect for each other. I think that that will give you the best value um, uh, right from, from the start of it. The thing that we want to do is embrace the fact that this is an experiment. So, you know, have fun with it, um, you know, enjoy it. And uh, it, as you have questions or if you need anything, you know, you can email us at hello at digitalstorytellinglab.com. That's hello at digitalstorytellinglab.com. Or, you know, please check out the Baker Street Irregulars Facebook group. There's a link in the email for it. Make sure you join it. 
Uh, that's going to be the back channel for the MOOC, and that's where we're going to be sharing a lot of information. Thanks so much for joining us, and we're excited to see what happens over the next six weeks.